0: How is it that we as Christians are willing to engage at some level in Halloween mindful of the dark side of this we're willing to engage in that but at the same time we are largely unwilling to open up our Bible and to demonstrate that there is a spirit world there are evil angels they are like wild animals wanting to destroy us. That's all biblical. We hesitate to say this to our children, this spiritual reality, and yet we would allow them to engage in something that, behind the curtain of the sweet kids going around trick-or-treating, there is a dark side, a very dark side. How is it that we don't teach a biblical view of our world, mindful of the spirit world and yet we're willing to scare ourselves uh, over halloween there's a lot of questions that we as parents have to answer in our day because we can see the reality of the spirit world in terms of some of the things happening in our world they're so bizarre they're so strange they're so out of keeping with biblical truth well with that in mind let me share with you a comment a couple of comments in fact from sue bolin of probe ministries She's a very gifted Bible teacher, a wife, a mother, and I really appreciate her insights. In fact, she's got an interesting insight into Halloween relative to an Old Testament story. Here's uh, Sue Bolin.
1: There's nothing inherently wrong with dressing up in costumes. We have to be careful about what the costumes are, though. But there's nothing inherently wrong with dressing up in costumes or going door-to-door asking for candy. Um, I, I, it just cracks me up every time I read the story in Exodus of the children of Israel going door-to-door to to their Egyptian neighbors right before they left Egypt, asking for gold and silver and other goodies. I mean, it was was the world's first trick-or-treat, although there was no trick involved. I mean, God gave them favor with literally going door-to-door asking for, you know, what do you want to give me as I'm leaving Egypt forever? I mean, it's just, it, it cracks me up. That No, there were no Snickers bars. There was gold and silver and things that God was going to use to build his tabernacle. Going door-to-door is, you know, asking for candy, not inherently bad. Uh, dressing up in, co- in costumes, not inherently bad. It's all the other stuff that's a mess. So um, to provide a safe alternative where those boundaries are in place and, like some churches do, trunk or treat and and people open up the trunks of their car and they they put candy and gifts and stuff in that. And and so kids go from, instead of house to house, they go car to car. Some celebrate Reformation Day, which is uh, about the same time. But what I love is taking advantage of the fact that, that total strangers are coming to our door and knocking on our door, asking for things. And what a great opportunity to give them the truth.
0: So what we're talking about here is allowing ourselves at this time of the year to be a light to our neighbors, Uh, our neighbors who show up at our door. And that's a great idea. This is an opportunity. Now, Sue went on to point out that there are organizations that actually provide some materials to help us to do this, and so we still have a little bit of time before Halloween. A couple of organizations that have uh, special materials for this time of the year.
1: Child Evangelism Fellowship reports that Halloween is the best time of year for children to trust Christ because that spirit of fear that pervades our culture makes them more open than usual to hearing a good news of the gospel. So, um, for example, American Tract Society has a Halloween rescue kit that includes candy and bags and stickers and tracts and you put these things together into a a Ziploc bag or or they provide a bag, the kids, in order to get the candy inside or the stickers inside, they have to handle a track that shares the good news with them. That's pretty exciting. Um, I've heard of others that say, look, don't don't skimp. Uh, As Christians, we shouldn't skimp. Go get the good stuff. I mean, the big candy bars, the Hershey bars or whatever, and tape the track to that. So it's not the cheapy stuff that nobody wants. Get the really good stuff and then and then put a tract on it um, so that there's more value to it and it gets people to literally handle the tract. So that is, that is a, a great opportunity to use the advantage we have of people coming to us. Others have pointed out that as parents come to the door or hang back, uh, when their kiddos come to the door, we can also have something for the parents. That's a great way to, to redeem this holiday, the fact that people are coming to our door and we've got the answer to living forever and, and avoiding hell. I, <laughs> what an amazing opportunity.
0: There are a lot of lessons we can be teaching our children this time of the year. And one of the most important lessons is that we do not embrace fear. But yet Halloween, Halloween in many cases, is all about fear. It's not just the trick-or-treating, but it's the haunted houses and all the things that would tend to disrupt the heart of a young person. Well, we don't want to invite that, and we want to stand boldly in terms of our, our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: There's so much fear connected with Halloween. One of the things that we can do is use that as a teachable moment, to remind them of what Jesus said about fear where he said peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give to you don't let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful that's John 14:27 and then he also said in John 16:33 these things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace in the world you have tribulation but take courage I have overcome the world so we need to contrast the fear that is promulgated and glorified at Halloween, and contrast that with what Jesus promises to us. We can have His peace. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to go down that path that the world is beckoning us down.
0: As Sue referenced fear, I thought of a family that their preteen daughter. Was struggling with this pandemic and the COVID nineteen uh, virus. She was so afraid of contracting it that wherever she would go, even alone, even outdoors, she would wear a mask. And this is what's happened to a lot of young people today. And we, as parents who know the Savior and have confidence in Him, we've got to communicate that confidence to our children. I appreciate Sue uh, very much. She's an outstanding teacher and. In fact, she talked about her no-no list, and uh, that's a good way to say it when you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 18. There's some heavy-duty no's there.
1: One of the things we can do in terms of a teachable moment is to talk about God's no-no list in Deuteronomy 18, so that they can recognize when we see the decorations um, or things that are advertised, we can help our kids identify those things which God says, stay away from them. Stay away from witches and warlocks and the things that will inspire fear. So um, one of the things that you might consider doing is to keep a running total of all the witches you see. If you're out um, at Target or Walmart or whatever, any place where there's tons of of uh, Halloween decorations and costumes on display or whatever. Um, just, just to be aware of how many things that God says to stay away from that we are bombarded by. And also, um, we could also talk to our kids about the things that make people afraid. What strikes fear in you? Be a, Pay attention to your feelings. And when, when they can say, ooh, I'm, I'm feeling that tingle inside, that, that I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Teach them to say out loud, God has not given me a spirit of fear. And then show it to them in their Bibles. Second Timothy seven says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So help them see that. And then they can say that out loud. You know, I'm starting to feel that fear tingle, that uh-oh feeling inside, but God has not given me a spirit of fear. And speaking that truth out, you know, we, are, we speak it out our mouth, it goes into our ears, and it goes down into our soul, and we remind ourselves of what is true.
0: And as we remind ourselves of what is true, at the same time, we dig into the truth. We dig into the Word of God. We demonstrate that there is a supernatural battle going on in our world, and we're in the midst of this conflict, and we have a real enemy. This is a very dark time when it comes to Halloween. The darkness is oppressive, and that's a lesson in and of itself.
1: Uh, John, I wouldn't even, I'm like you, I won't even go into the details of what I have heard from the horrific things that go on in the dark to glorify Satan on Halloween. And it's been a privilege to do spiritual warfare work with people who have the enemy's claws dug deep into them because of being forced to participate in the deeds of darkness which Romans 13 tells us um to renounce the deeds of darkness and and come into the light and say I will not allow the enemy to have any more territory in me it's it's very true John Halloween is an incredibly dark dark time and um the enemy it just delights in glorifying himself and uh and increasing the amount of of sin and horror and death and pain um that is inflicted on people made in the image of God for whom Christ died. So you're right. I'm one of the things that we can do is is just lift up that that truth to the Lord and ask him to mitigate the pain and the horror and the, the things that the enemy is doing in our midst and that we don't even know about.
0: Now, if you were to miss today's program, you would have missed some really good input from Sue Bolin of Probe Ministries. And again, that website is probe.org. Look for her blog. Now, we want to make it as convenient as possible for you to listen to a given broadcast of Live the Word. So that you don't miss any of the broadcasts and you can decide which ones you really want to listen to, we've got a podcast that we have created and. We are going to feed that podcast with things like you heard today. So I want to encourage you to send me an email. That's probably the easiest way, john at live dot org john at live the dot org i will send you a link where you can quickly view what we have already posted in terms of the podcast but also there is a place there where you can subscribe so that without being interrupted at all you will get an rss feed and that means that you'll be informed Of additional programs that we produce. In other words, it's convenient. It's there. It's there for you whenever you want to listen. We've had so many people, especially during this uh, COVID season, uh, this pandemic, so many people that once listened to our program that suddenly their schedule changed because, well, employment changed to say the least. And so this, I think, will be a great tool to encourage you with the truth that we present here at Live the Word.